What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, JPB. And this is episode number 140. Today I am talking about rest. And this was inspired by a recent overnight camping trip my husband and I took. And I forgot my book. We didn't bring some of the like games and things we normally do. And so we just walked around the campsite a lot. It was in the forest. It was beautiful. And um walked on some logs, played played in the forest and also just sat and lied down and looked at the nature around us and stared at the river. And when we came back, we both, we had a conversation. We both felt so much more rested than we normally do. Even after a good night's sleep, still waking up feeling drained, we just felt restored. And this made me think about Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith's Seven Types of Rest. And so that's what we're going to talk about. So Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith has books and TED Talks. Be sure to check her out. And she states seven types of rest, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, creative, and physical that are needed to actually fulfill and restore our needs. And in our culture where we are obsessed with productivity and achieving all of the things all of the time, and we have left ourselves chronically exhausted and burned out, I I don't need to tell you this. I assume if you're here listening, you know a little something about this. And we know that sleep and rest are not the same thing. Sleep is part of rest, but it is not the only type of rest we need. And it is often the only one that we get some of, a little bit of sometimes. And if we're lucky, we'll get a couple hours of quality rest. The thing is, when we're not getting the other types of rest, our sleep suffers as well. We cannot go from constant stimulation to restful sleep on command. That's why we lay there with our head spinning, can't shut off our brains, can't get comfortable, wake up in the middle of the night with racing thoughts, So knowing where we use the most energy helps us identify what type of rest is needed. Restoration in that area is needed. When poor sleep and spacing out, staring at screens is the only rest we get, we are going to continue to be exhausted, putting ourselves in a rest deficit that takes more than a good night's sleep or two to repair. You know, when you finally get to do when you finally get a good night's sleep and still wake up feeling drained, exhausted, this is for you. So many of the symptoms of stress and dysregulation, like irritable state, being irritable, irritability, uh, being easily distracted, lack of creativity, just going through the motions, feeling kind of like a zombie, not really being present in your days. These are signs that we need rest and that, you know, 24 hours of coffee, coffee, five times a day, it's not going to help you. So if we're not giving ourselves the type of rest that is needed, it's not going to do much good. 
So here are the seven types of rest, according to Dr. Dalton Smith. And we're going to talk a little bit about each one of these so that we can identify what is needed so we know which tools we need to be using. We have physical rest. Sleeping is a big one. We need restful sleep so that we can repair both our brain and body overnight. There is no such thing as making up for sleep deficit. Sleep is so important for our brain health, our physical self, just kind of resetting and restoring from the energy we've spent during the day. But we cannot make up for it if we are constantly in a sleep deficit. The damage is done. But we can begin to make better habits that support our sleep and recovery going forward by including the other types of rest during our days and weeks to help support overall rest and recovery. And as Dr. Dalton Smith says, rest is restoration. So physical rest isn't always sleep either. Sometimes we need gentle movement. Sometimes we need vagus nerve exercises to be able to get our body and brain communicating efficiently and tap into that um, rest and repair side of our, the parasympathetic, parasympathetic side of our nervous system. Walking is a great restorative resting exercise. And I guess it depends on how we're walking, because if we're speed walking and trying to make the most out of it, getting our heart rate up, that's that's not the same thing. But a nice stroll will do. Um, Things like massage or other manual treatments that can help the body repair and prepare the brain and mind for rest as well. A calm body we know creates a calm mind. Number two, we've got mental rest. Mental rest is so important. And I think a lot of these kind of tie into each other because, you know, none of our, none of our systems work alone. Nothing is separate. It's all interconnected and functions within the overall organism that is you as a human being. But mental rest, if we're spending time focused on our breath, spending mindful time, uh, possibly keeping a journal so that we can get the chaos out of our head and revisit later or not, just get it out sometimes is helpful. And mindfulness may seem a little bit counterintuitive to get mental rest that we're going to pay special attention and be mindful. But yes, because with mindfulness, we are focused on one thing, not all of the things from our day, replaying back the conversations and the commute and that thing that we said that we wish we could take back and the guy in traffic that cut us off, all of the things. Mindfulness and monotasking are a great way to slow down and give your brain a break from the constant demands of cognitive tasks. We've got sensory rest. Put your phone down and stop staring at the TV. We are all guilty of this. It is, I think, one of the most common things that we all do, a lot of us do, to uh, help cope with the stress and depletion. And we're getting sensory stimulation, we're getting those dopamine hits, it feels good until it doesn't. So putting, you know, stepping away from the screens is really important in our days, especially because they are such an integral part of our days and our lives now. All of the sights, the sounds, the smells in the world, traffic, busy streets, whatever in the office or your workplace, multiple conversations going on, loud train rides, whatever your day is, your senses are working hard all day long, taking in millions of pieces of information 
that I know some days just sitting in front of the TV is all you've got energy for, but it's not actually rest for your senses. It is still that sensory stimulation, even just a few minutes at a time throughout your day, like nervous system hygiene practice, getting out into nature is amazing for uh, resting our senses. But if that's not accessible, then just looking at nature scapes or listening to nature sounds or sitting in silence for several times in your day. Give your senses a break before you go to bed so that you can prime your system for deeper rest during sleep. Again, tuning into your senses in a moment of silence or a moment in natural setting can be the restorative action that is needed. Sometimes just paying attention to the senses and not flooding the sensory systems with constant unnatural stimulation is what is needed. Taking a moment to just be with your senses and pay attention to yourself and what is coming into your senses and how that feels to you can do wonders. Moving on to creative rest. Get into nature. This is a big theme here. We, we've talked about this before. Um, for creative rest. Enjoy the arts. Dance. Play. Play is one of the best things we can do to restore our creative rest and creative energy. And play is, it is creative and it is joyful. And most of us give that up for more serious life demands, for more important things, of which there really are none. Fill your joy cup, play, dance, sing, and start to pay attention to what feels restorative and what feels draining. Next up, we've got emotional rest. There's a lot involved in this one, uh, like the others as well, but the emotional rest can be tricky when there are so many big feelings, and for some of us, Those feelings have been waiting to be acknowledged in a loud space for who knows how. This could be a whole episode, but I'm going to focus on the role we play in our own emotional rest and the things that we can control uh, immediately in that. First being that emotions need time and space to be freely expressed. The energy that it takes to hold all of the emotions in and pretend that everything's fine, it is incredibly expensive energetically. And let's talk about the emotional toll we place on ourselves with shame and judgment and guilt. We simply don't have time or space for that when there are so many other things outside of us also draining our emotional energy. It's not a switch that we can flip. It takes practice. It takes patience. It takes grace and likely help from a mental health professional because there are reasons that we shame and guilt ourselves and judge ourselves and have those harsh inner critics. And so sometimes we need help uh, understanding how to navigate that. And the first place we can start is to practice our nervous system hygiene so that we can regulate our nervous system and self-soothe and recognize when we are emotionally abusive and unkind to ourselves so we can interrupt and choose differently in the future. Moving on to social rest, our interactions with others, our social support or lack of, these things contribute greatly to our sense of security, our sense of self, and our beliefs that we hold about the world around us, which affects how we interact within that. Your brain and nervous system are shaped by experience. 
And positive experience with others lead to positive changes, healing, well-being, and balance. While the opposite is also true. People who fill you up and people who leave you feeling drained both exist in our world. So we need to be paying attention to who we feel restored by and spend our time and energy there, which is easier than it's ever been in the magic with the magic of technology in our world today. Most of my restorative social interactions are virtual, and I'm so grateful to have access to my people even when they're not in my immediate geographical location. Social rest may require that you learn to say no, and this can be really hard for a lot of us. And it, again, is not a flip or a switch that we flip, and now all of a sudden we're comfortable with it and we're good at it. It takes practice. It takes grace. Saying no to the things that don't serve us is one of the most useful tools here. Even if it's just that we don't have the social battery to go out and then be with the people who do fill us up in this moment, we have to say no sometimes. And if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, because our time and our energy are finite and they are our most precious of resources and the time we cannot get back. So that means we are not saying yes because we feel obligated or guilty or because we don't want to upset someone else. We are saying yes to the things that we have energy for, the things that fill us up, the things that light us up. We've got spiritual rest, which Dr. Chandra Dalton Smith says that spiritual rest is the ability to connect beyond the physical and mental and feel a deep sense of belonging, love, acceptance, and purpose. To receive this, we have to engage in something greater than ourselves. Add mindful uh, awareness, prayer, meditation, and community involvement to our daily routine. We are meant to be in community. None of us do this life thing alone. And we live in this culture that is super individualistic, hyper-individualistic, and places the blame on us individually when we are not well, when there are these perceived failures. And a lot of that comes from not having access to the, the community, the social support, and the understanding within that, that we are part of something larger than ourselves. Nervous system hygiene addresses so much of this physical, mental, emotional, social, and sensory rest. And then I suppose, depending on what type of tools we are using, spiritual and creative could also be in there. With nervous system hygiene, we are actively giving ourselves the space to regulate and restore. So we have the space to assess which areas of rest are needed in each moment, in each day which pieces need restoration and what tools we have to address those needs. And sometimes we'll find that we have to learn a little bit more or lean into our social support or just actually use the tools and resources we already have a continued practice because it doesn't work if we don't do it. This is why it's called a practice. It is a constant and evolving process that is our life. As our needs and where we are spending the energy change and evolve, so will the tools that we need to be using in those moments. There is no finish point. There isn't a check mark and done. It is the act of caring for ourselves to rest and restore daily so that we have the energy not to be more productive, not to get more shit done, 
but so that we have the space, the energy, the clarity to live in this life that we are working so hard to create. Your life is right now. The life we are waiting to enjoy is right now. And when we don't slow down and give ourselves the rest and repair to keep going, we are missing it. So my challenge to you this week is to really pay attention to which type of rest you are needing. And if you need help implementing or building a sustainable nervous system hygiene routine so that you can address these different types of rest and build those little practical tools in your day, that's what I created the Manage Your Stress Mentorship for. The links are always in the show notes. Uh, you can always you know, send me your questions if you have them. But we need to be addressing the types of rest that we need so that we can give ourselves the restoration that is required to live in our best lives. Because again, we cannot live our best lives in survival mode. Thank you for being here. You know that I do not take your most precious of resources, your time and attention and energy for granted. If you found this episode useful, please do share it with a friend so that others might also find some use in it. We'll do this again next week. Until then, I hope you have a beautiful week. Peace out.